Hey everyone, it's Dario Kristen with AfterBuzz TV. Did you know that TrueCar.com is changing car buying experiences forever? Yes, everyday TrueCar users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Although, some features are not available in all states. But it's okay. In the first three months of this year, over 126,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. TrueCar users save an average of $3,078 off of MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these easy steps. It's just three of them. First, you go to TrueCar.com and find out what other people pay for the car you're looking for. Then register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. The third step is so simple. Just print out your true savings certificate and take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience overall. Remember, everyday TrueCar users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Save time, save your money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's The Musketeers After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's The Musketeers After Show. Hey! Oh, too early. Hey, there it is. We're going to get that one day. Hey, guys, what's up? And welcome to AfterBuzz TV. We're here doing the Musketeers after the show. I'm screaming really loud because I'm excited. Yeah. What an episode of Musketeers. Episode 7, A Rebellious Woman. I'm going to have to say probably my favorite episode yet. Yeah, this one was a really good episode. Yes. Guys, I'm Ryan Hooks. Lizard's now is here in the booth with me. What's going on, guys? What up in the booth? Doing dual wielding this couple, time. A couple of deuces Two in this. Hey, well, this is how we do in here. Man, that just happened. It did. It happened. D'Artagnan, get it. Athos, uh, got it. Aramis is getting it. Man. Everybody's getting it. Those mu- you know what? Treville's the only one that we still need yeah. a little love interest for. People are, are leading to getting it. It's going to happen. Gonna Sooner happen. or later. This is this is good. I'm excited. Okay. So let's talk about a rebellious woman. Yes. Let's. Episode seven. Can you believe it's seven episodes already? No, I can't really, honestly. I just, I, it's going, and, and it gets getting better and better and better and better. I always get worried that we're going to like, go, I'm going to get bored or, or they're not going to like touch on a topic that just, you know, and it's so good. CSI Paris continued this week. Yes, CSI Paris. Getting the, the poison off the knee bone and Milady finally returns. Yes, Milady, where the heck have you been? Which is, last week we talked about that and I was like, I really want her to come back. I can't wait till she comes back. Mm-hmm. But I hope they don't just have her show up and don't talk about why she's been gone. And yeah. they did that. Yeah, I mean, I, but at the same time, there was so much going on in this episode that I didn't even mind it so much or I, for, I forgot to care until the very end or until you just mentioned it now, actually. Well, you know, it's weird because she like kind of showed up and since it's been so long since we've seen Milady, mm-hmm. you kind of like, I kind of forgot exactly, like through the episode, like she was in the house at the Comtesse's house mm-hmm. and then like she showed up and I was like, wait, that, that, that's, that's Milady. Wait, what, what, where is she here? Where, exactly. Where's she coming from? Exactly. I don't, I don't get what's going on. I'm so confused. Yeah. So opening, but, but, 
the beginning of this episode, Open like strong. There was yeah, because there was so much going on. Like I mean, it was just like this big thing of uh, yeah. There was a parade, a uh, uh, you know, convoy of the king and the queen and uh-huh. the cardinal all coming through the city. Everyone's out cheering for him. And you see the shady guy. Yeah, off which, in the corner. who we don't know at the beginning of the episode, and he gets mugged. Basically, okay. they're stealing his stuff. Uh, so Athos and Aramis run over to try to help him because he's screaming, "Stop thieves! Stop thieves!" And there's a sword fight. A couple guys get killed. A couple guys get away. Mm-hmm. The, the bag is stolen. The bag is the stolen. Bag that he had. And I was like, "Why is he not running after it?" And yet, yeah, the, Athos and Aramis are. And he's like, "No, just let it go." No, I like when he was like, "Let it go." I don't know if he was yelling to the thieves to let it go, or he was telling the musketeers to let it go. I think he was telling the musketeers yeah. not to chase after it, that it was. He was giving up on it at that point. Eh. 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 Oh, well. But then back to the little parade Yeah, there's thing. a caravan going on. So we find out that Constance has friends. Yeah, right? I was like, I thought she was like lonely, bitter housewife, and she only yeah. had D'Artagnan. Only D'Artagnan and no right. one else. The husband's never home. Yeah, where's he? Never there. Yeah. But we meet Therese and Fleur. Yes. In the Th- opening. Therese de Bois. Yes. And oh. Fleur Bowden. Bowden. Flo Bowden. 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 It sounds like forbidden. Yes. Anyway, Hannah Sharp, even her little appearance this week as Therese, Mm -hmm. only for a few minutes, unfortunately gets run over by the caravan because she runs to the queen and tries to give her something. Well, first she thinks she's going to pull out like something like maybe a knife I thought she was going to pull a gun out. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's too tiny looking and her little... Can't hide she's got a little hand. Maybe it's a small one. One piece. <laughs> the one piece. Or... I, there was so much like little scandal going on and on throughout this week that I thought somebody was going to pull something out that you know we didn't see coming. Yeah, but uh, no. And then it just turns out you know she just and I had <laughs> just the way she runs out and just jumps onto the carriage with this little note. And we find out later is a little like spiraled up note in her hand, and then just. I guess they hit a bump. They were going so fast at that point. And she just gets right right All of 14 them. miles an hour of those horses. Listen. That they were cruising. Though. They were cruising. And that's a really heavy yeah, carriage. And shout out to Alice Sanders, who played Floor this week in mm-hmm. her little appearance. Mm-hmm. And don't even get me started about Annabelle Wallace. Hello. Yeah. Hope she comes back. <laughs> A couple more times. Maybe. I mean, they left it open-ended for her to be back. It's true. They did. So. Well, or unless we spoil it for ourselves and visit the IMDb and see how many episodes. No, I don't do that. No? No. I only right. look at the episode that, that we're currently watching, which is, I like that, that we're be behind with the airing because when I go to the IMDb page for the specific episode, it has everyone that's in it mm-hmm. only that week. And yes. it's not like the full season. And and that's different, too, because like I'm sure Milady's credited for every episode. Mm-hmm. Based on her contract, but she didn't appear in every episode. This is true. So I'm just saying, Annabelle Wallace, you can you can come over anytime. <laughs> that is all, and thank you and good night. There you go. All right. So this week we learn about uh, the Comtesse de la Rock, mm-hmm. and she's apparently a woman of empowerment fel- and well, light, enlighten, enlightenment, yeah, and power. And yeah, she's she believes, and she's a very educated, proper woman, and she believes, as we find out, that she she takes her time to teach women, regardless of what class they're in, or how much money they have, or how much money, oh, class money. <laughs> but they point out several times in the episode that it's easy for her to do that because she has money. Exactly. She's got wealth and she has status and she's got time. Yeah, it's easier for a woman who, regardless that she's still a woman and looked down as a second-class citizen. Man, what a woman. Uh, yes, <laughs> you know she still can get away with that more so than others. So she's there, and they they they, they forward it to the scene where yeah, she... the cardinal and the queen, the king, all hanging out. Mm-hmm. God, man, Brian Gage showing up again this week as the king. Every week he gets funnier and funnier with his little one-liners. Yes, I, I, he gets. I didn't like him at all when we first started the series, and then after that whole thing with the melancholy joke a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago, I just. 
I really like him. And Kate Aquilano and I were talking last week about him and his jokes and how he's growing on us. Yeah. (laughs) It's like one of those things where the series could probably continue without his presence, but it would be such a missed presence at this point. Because the character's developing as like this kind of like uh, comedy relief. Yeah, he's like the tongue-in-cheek child that that we all know and love that has the jokes and... You know, yeah, <laughs> that's okay. So, but we find out then in the scene about what's going on with the petition that was given to the queen or the purpose of it. Mm-hmm. And it's basically, you know, just about women empowerment and wanting to get more education for women, mm-hmm. uh, which is f- nice to see that even in the 1700s yes. that they're talking about that as an issue in France, mm-hmm. you know, because here we are still talking about that today. Yeah, pretty much. Good times. <laughs> but then they, you know, and it's really funny how, he's, of course, the king has to be like, uh, education for a woman who's just a servant? Or it was mentioned that yeah. she was just a daughter of a servant yeah. who tried to give the queen the note. And, uh, you well, know. we find out that the Comtesse wrote the note. Exactly. It wasn't even, you know, her note that she didn't write it or anything. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. And we find out that Flora's missing. Mm-hmm. She ran off after uh, Trace got hit by the wagon. And Constance was just like, where'd She's you go? So worried. Where you at? But we learn about the relationship that she has with the Comtesse and how she's been taking and all these people, all these women have been going to see her, mm-hmm. you know. They and kept calling it a, uh, a salon. Oh, yes. Yeah, so salon. <laughs> the early salon of the 1700s that are where like women could get together and study. Yeah. <laughs> and have the company of other women, which has now progressed into the salon of current days where women get together and study <laughs> and talk about other women things. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really go to the salon anymore. That's so. not what happens. I just want you to know that that's not, that's not what they do still. Still, no. They read gossip magazines. They do. And eat bonbons and. Oh no, she didn't. Oh yes, she oh, did. Oh no, she didn't. Mm-mm. Maybe we just don't go to the right salons. Yeah, I probably don't. I can't afford the good ones. No, that's true. <laughs> All right. So, but I found it interesting. You know, when they flip to the scene with, uh, and her name is the Comtesse Con the Comtesse de la Roque. Comtesse Ninon de la Ro- Roque. I, I suck at French. We, yes. We've established yes. this in many we episodes. We uh, But, you know, I found it interesting when she's teaching this whole thing. You know, she says, she says, God gave you life, not men. Like, you know, and she's just teaching yes. uh, philosophy. And the guy whose name starts with a G, that philosopher, g- 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 help me. He's Greek. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, she mentioned him earlier. She's trying to teach, like, about the cosmos and all this stuff and philosophy and, um, and, and about, um, yeah, she teaches a bunch of stuff. Is there a moral of the story, or no? I just, I just like you, you I, like the things that were being taught. I like the things that were being taught, okay. and I thought it was really interesting because they do mention at one point in the episode, like, oh, just like reading and writing, and then you know later on, like, yeah. no, she taught this and this and philosophy and Greek and Latin, and it was it was expanded because for some reason, extensive learning, not just basic. how to sew good and how to cook and clean well, and yeah. you know how to do this right. Exactly. She so. was teaching about the woman body too, which is you know yeah. that was the the blasphemy. We'll learn, yeah, we'll learn about that. Yeah. Oh uh, wow. Them. Oh, we'll, we'll hold the the gonna hold that. That's the dirty stuff it's near the later. end. Yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So, Milady's back, like we said, and the cardinal sends her in to check up on stuff because she has an alias that she can get in in and out of the house. Madame with, de la Chapelle. Yes, Madame de la Chapelle with the you know the cardinal say so, mm-hmm. which is an interesting contrast in this episode because. She is a woman who is very empowered and probably the most empowered woman in the series, and yet she works directly for a man. Exactly. And I think they mentioned something about why he wanted her to infiltrate because they need. Yes, France has no money and they need a navy. They need a navy. So if they can get in, they can get money from her. Which at the beginning, they didn't really talk about 
the how or the why of getting money. To me, it seemed like, hey, if we get her on our side, she'll give us money, which will help us. Mm -hmm. Not so much that they're going to go in and convict her of being a witch and take it. No, that came later. <laughs> but <laughs> Much later. Yeah, but... Thanks then, to Father Luca, who shows up, which we learn he's the man from the beginning. Yes, Luca yeah. Sestini? Sestini? Yes. I should be better with Italian. I'm from New York. There's enough Italians around that I John should get Lynch, that. John Lynch, thanks for showing up. We appreciate <laughs> you this week. Yes. And then so, he's called out when he gets introduced and walks into this room with the king and the queen and the cardinal about, mm -hmm. like, why do you sound familiar? Oh, you're that dude who wrote the pamphlet about how the pope should be in charge of everything and, and be able to basically be in charge of all the leaders of yes. the country. The, which, the, the ruling of the religion should supersede that of the king and yes, queen. Which, of course, the king was not too pleased about and was not, not a very big all. fan of his. So that was pretty funny. <laughs> But, uh, you know, apparently – so do you think that Father Luca is a villain? Like throughout the episode, I feel like he is our bad guy, mm. even though the Cardinal's obviously always kind of on the borderline of being a villain. It's one of those things that you get into when you talk about villains and you think to yourself, well, no actual villain really thinks of themselves as villains. Right. They think they're fighting for their own cause in which they think their cause is righteous. And in this case, you have a very super-duper – yeah, uh, you know, Spain Catholic kind of guy who truly believes in what he's saying about you know women learning is it's the work of the devil and it's going against God and you know and and, and how he wants the Pope to rule. I mean, it's just it's his religion. You mean way Italian, right? Italian. He just I said something about said Spain, Spain later. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, no. Well, you know, he mentioned You're something. Get crucified for that one. No, excuse he, the pun. No, he mentioned something oh. in a later a later uh, segment when he's talking to the Cardinal about he, what he wants about. Um, how the Cardinal says he, he's some sort of like something of Spain. And then the Cardinal, when he goes to his religious beliefs, it's more from Rome. Like this guy was more like, I don't know. I don't know. I mentioned, I wrote it in the notes and I kind of. I don't remember. I remember talking he about He mentioned something about Spain. He said, he's like, you're going more for the Pope and like, like Spain's little like puppet or I forgot what the reference was. He mentioned Spain and the Cardinal specified, he goes, I am more of. I mean, I'm skipping ahead a little bit. No, it's fine. Let's talk about Father Luca and the Cardinal then, because we're there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Pretty much. That he's basically there, and they're talking about politics. And the reason he's actually come is because the Cardinal and Rome and the Pope are upset about France and Sweden. Sweden they have a treaty, Sweden basically. Dirty Protestants. Dirty Protestants. Dirty, dirty. And basically, the Cardinal says that he is also a servant of France, and he's not going to break the treaty yes. with France. Because He's, that is more important than the Pope. Yeah, he said he is the servant of the country. That was the part that was referenced. I, I didn't write the exact line about what was Spain was said, but he said, I'm a servant of France first. And when I, I look back at my religion, I looked more towards Rome itself. And I, any fans that are listening, and if you want to make a comment what I missed about Spain, I know Spain. I'm not crazy. Yes, now's the time. <laughs> if you want to leave us a comment about Everything that we talk about, you can do it on our iTunes page. You can give us five stars. You can follow us on the internet. You can yell at me and tell me to write better notes when I think I hear something and then you I can can't recall. Tell us things that we missed. <laughs> you know what? April Moore? April Moore? April Moore? She, she watches our show. Oh. She made a comment last week because we talked about these cloths that were dyed mm -hmm. and that they were actually sheets that were being dyed for fabric. So oh. shout out to her for giving us a, a note on that. And uh, there was two, uh, two weeks ago, there was an episode. Or, I was looking for the comment. I'm sorry. I couldn't find the comment on YouTube to comment on it, but it was about something I missed that Athos said mm -hmm. where he was like, it'll be our duty and subsequently our pleasure to kill you. Uh, a couple ah. weeks ago when the, the Queen Mother showed up. Yes. And I, I, I was trying to find the comment before the show started. I'm sorry I couldn't, but that was really funny. You I'm sorry I missed it. You know who you are. <laughs> we, you know who you are and you we do. like you for it. You do. But basically, 
Uh, Get back to the task at hand that's not <laughs> iTunes or YouTube or us. You guys. You guys. But basically, yeah. So in the end, you know, Luca's just, just telling the Cardinal that, you know, hey, look, you're in the highest position up for church office. Yeah, that he need... can become the Pope, essentially, because people respect and like him. Basically. And he's like, so you need to basically, and he turns his attention to Ninon uh, or Com- Comtesse Ninon de la Roque. I'm, ugh. Like, <laughs> Comtesse is all you need. Yeah, Everyone, Comtesse is our shortened version. Or Ninon. And says that you need to deal with her because in the eyes of the church, she is like a satanic she witchcraft is a woman. She is horrible. You need to take care of her and you will look much better in the eyes of the church and the Pope. And yes, all everyone, if you handle this with authority, everyone will respect you more. Mm-hmm. And this is your opportunity to prove to everyone that you can handle things. Mm-hmm. I do like the part at the very end, though, after they're talking about it. And, and he's like, you know, I don't really want to be Pope anyway. It's sort of just like <laughs> a paperwork job, yeah. you know. And I rather- I, I, honestly, I was thinking that throughout the episode. I was like, really? Like, I don't know. If I was the Cardinal in the situation that he's in, I don't think I would want to be Pope. Because he's got so much more power yeah, right now. He controls France, basically. He controls the king, basically. I mean, yeah. not in so many. But, yeah, he influences greatly on what the king's word is. Like, why would you want to give that up? I wouldn't. That's like actual power. So, yeah, no, it, make, it makes sense because I didn't, you know. I mean, France is a superpower right now for the most part. So why? Yeah, why would you give up that? Exactly. But going back to uh, Comtesse, we realize that, you know, now that because Fleur is missing, uh, the Musketeers are sent off to her salon. Some of our overlapping scenes here, yes. which we love to skip around. Yes. Well, um, Yeah, so the Comtesse's house, which we learn is where all the people are there. All the musketeers go to check it out, including D'Artagnan, who's not a musketeer yet. We know, and they're going to earn his hat. They're going to talk about that next week. That's part of the episode. That's very exciting. I know. I'm excited to see what happens because Milady's going to influence. We'll get there. We'll get there. I'm excited. Okay. So they're looking, and basically uh, Athos he wants to. He's like, "Have you seen Fleur?" And the contest is like, "Nope, get out." <laughs> and he's just like, uh, "Well, I want to search your house. I could. Or I could search your yes. house." And it's this whole little interaction of of obvious flirting and yet not really flirting to where she finally says... Well, she oh, says she has seen him at court and she thinks he's attractive. Yes. Or but, he finds him very handsome, but except his face. Yeah. But then, like, twists it around to be, becomes a negative connotation, basically. Like, well, you know. But we, we don't we don't bow to the whims because even when Aramis was being very uh, kind and in such a way with words as he was, she's like, well, we're all immune to that, so there's no need for that Oh, here. no. No one is immune to oh, Aramis. No. Are oh, you no. kidding me? No one is immune to Aramis. I think he he had her around his finger yeah. at that point. Because yeah. he comments on her necklace, mm-hmm. and then she comments about his, you know, ability. something about the uh, the the wren brute. Yeah, she basically he... she had a wren because it's an, a bird that can't be caged. Mm-hmm. So that is her free will and her spirit. Mm-hmm. But there was a lot of going back and forth there with Athos and also Aramis. And Aramis, like I said, has a way with the ladies for sure. Yes. So I, I do like the little comment though after. Athos goes to search the house, and D'Artagnan makes a comment about the flirting, and Porthos is like, no way, she hates him. Yeah. Aramis is like, uh, Porthos, we'll explain it to you later. Yeah, like, I will teach you about the ways it's of like women you, and how they flirt. It's like, when you're there. a little bit older, Porthos, that's <laughs> when we'll tell you about women Basically. and everything that's going to happen. Yeah. But. <sighs> they kiss. Oh, yes. But before that, they can't find Floor. And she says everything's good. And then they kiss. And she invites him to dinner. dinner. So there, that's one way to get somebody to come over and have a date with you. I mean, yeah. Yeah. For sure. But yeah. I, And I like that. that. That shows her, like, being forward as a woman and mm-hmm. being progressive and essentially 
the you know the things that she's preaching the hopes that she's acting on and, yeah you know she's like was it too, she's talking to a lady then and asking like was it too forward yeah or, no she's know. not even saying that she's like well why should it be that in this day and age a man must always be the first person to make the first move and to which miladies are just playing dumb and <sighs> then she even tries to warn her about getting too close and i wonder if there was some sort of hitting meeting behind it because like we know the history behind milady and athos and i wonder if for all intents and purposes just a warning Warning, because she doesn't want him mixing with him, but also because maybe there's a part of her that still loves oh, him. Oh, she still loves him. Like totally Absolutely, jealous. she still does. I mean, yeah. But does thing. she love him more than everything else? No, I think she's in it for her. I mean, she did try to kill her. I mean, there's going to be like a love, a bitter love there. But I mean, I don't know. I'm waiting for something to happen with them. Yeah, where they're back, they're in a situation where they're close, and something happens because he's obviously still loves her, and it killed him to. To do what he did, mm-hmm. you know. And even now, I mean, skipping, I don't want to skip ahead too much, but, you know, the whole part where he sees her again and yells, it's like an anguish, angry, but there's a passion behind that anger that that would not be there if there weren't just so many feelings behind it. Yeah, aside so from much just emotion hate. that wasn't just the fact that she was there lying about stuff that wasn't true. Exactly. But uh, when they meet, he meets her again for dinner, we find that he wants to take her somewhere and show her a... Uh, Teresa's body. Shows the body. You know, and ask her, you know, if she feels bad. Because yeah. it kind of is her fault. I mean, it's not her fault, but it kind of is her fault that she was killed because she was basically trying to spread the word that the Comtesse had been teaching her. Well, did she did she claim that she had, I think it was asked to her, like, well, this is your fault because it was your note that you took to the queen. Did she actually specifically ask Therese to give the note to the queen? No, she only talked about the empowerment of women and all that. Oh, so it must have been like and a note she wrote She also talked and... about She talked about the queen and yeah. how great and smart and wise the queen was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she was hoping that with giving this note to the queen, the queen would see that and want to help you know, their and, cause. and help their cause, essentially, because the queen is this great, smart person. Yeah. But we also find that the bag is there. Yeah, and Athos which... finds the thief that he chased down who came away with the bag is dead. And they don't know why he's dead yet. He just asked, why is he dead? And he said, dude, I got like 12 bodies. I got to check. You're I not going to know until later. I'll figure it out later. Yeah. But we skipped over part because this is relevant to the bag as well, which when uh, Father Luca and the Cardinal were talking, he also gets a gift well, one of which was supposed to be in the bag. The yes. other of which was this knee bone of St. Anthony of Padua. So creepy. Which was really creepy. And I was like, what is the significance of this? Like, I, is there something religious that I don't know about? Like, what's going on? I'm not Catholic, so I'm I not have Catholic no either. Idea. So, where's Kate Aquilano when we need her? Yeah. But, but you know, it's just, this, it's a very well preserved knee bone of a saint. Yes. That is highly kept in high regards in religion. And all I know from watching, like, a lot of Law and Order SVU. Because, like, Christopher Maloney's character was, like, super Catholic. is like, St. Anthony, I think, is the saint that's supposed to protect, like, police officers or, like, law enforcement kind of thing. So, I guess, in a way, it made sense to give that to the cardinal. Sure. So. And if we're wrong, we apologize because we're not Catholic. We're not. Uh, Okay. But I got that from Law and Order SVU. (laughs) Law and Order SVU. Law and Order SVU does not lie. Anyway. But. Well, we got the bag. (laughs) We got the, the knee bone. And then we're at the date. That's going on. And, you know, they're talking about marriage. And this is where Athos is giving some more information about his background and talking about, you know, that she said she doesn't want to be married because she's a rebellious woman. Yeah. Quote, unquote. She's like, do you hate men? You know, and, and she's like, no. He also doesn't want to. And her, I think for her, her point is very valid because as soon as she gets married, she loses everything. Yeah. She has no time. power. It becomes everything is her husband. They have no prenups. Nope. At this time frame. Damn it all. So, and then he basically, you know, like you said, he's going over his back history, and she's like, "Well, what of you?" And he said, "I, you know, I'm surprised actually that he mentioned that he was married, but you know, now he's done with romance." 
But I find it interesting that like he's starting to have a romance with her. No, just well, yeah, yes. But but to mention even that he was married because before it seemed like such a taboo subject that he wouldn't mention that period to anyone, but he did to her. So when she asked him at the very beginning when they first asked about searching, you know, tell us why you have that somber face all the time, and you know something about it, and he kind of hints at it. Yes. But doesn't and That's what I'm saying he's you know, being a little bit more answer. forward. Yes, he is which is nice to see Athos open up a little bit. A little bit. Our fearless leader is now showing his heart. Aww. Yes. Hey, look at that. Notes from the booth. Saint Anthony is the patron saint of what? The lost pope? The lost of lost people and oh, things. Oh, lost people and things. Thanks Law note from the and booth. Order SVU lied to me. Oh well. There you go. <laughs> so now you don't have to yell at us on the YouTube and the iTunes because yeah. we have lost things here yeah, there people. we go there so we go. i wonder if that's a hint then that the pope has lost his way and by coming back around you know the heretics here and getting them all taken care of he's now back on the path of righteousness right to the pope seat mm, in rome maybe but all this so they're having this nice little talk and everything and then all of a sudden as if it was just also we see a Guy getting tossed out. Aramis throwing somebody out. Yelling, get out of here! And just throwing this guy out of what we find out is the salon. Uh, And he just looks up and says, trouble! And they run inside and. The the cardinal. And he says, these are the cardinal's men, they're not us, I know nothing about this. Yes, exactly. But they're both, but the scenes, it's so intense because they're like, this one guy's like pulling on this chick's hair and like pulling them out. They're burning books, they're destroying things. We learn how bad the musketeers are because they're just using books to fight them off. And they're just, they're winning it's with hysterical. Books. That one scene where he's just like, it, it's like, knowledge is power. Uh, uh. Uh, knowledge is power. Uh. Eat, take that with a book. Uh. And then yeah. they're fighting them off with books. It's great. I do love it. It's that. a great scene. And, well, and it's cool because it sets up for next week, too, as they showed in the preview, that there's going to be a battle between mm-hmm. the Musketeers and the Red Guards. And, you know, yeah. there's the king's betting there's on the Musketeers. There's been so much tension, though, between well, there, the oh, and there's two always guards. tension because they, you know, they answer to different people, mm. essentially. Yeah. Even if they both protect France, yeah. they answer to different people, definitely. Yes. Basically, they find uh, Fleur in the house. With, along with a bunch of other women that were and hiding in a secret that, passage. Nothing that Athos can do at that point. Nope. And uh, they basically arrest uh, Ninon de la Roque for kidnapping Fleur and others and how she should be put to death, basically. And she's going to go to trial. trial. Yes. For being a witch and mm-hmm. a heretic. But that's what Luca Oh, uh, yes. The king, here he comes with his witty <laughs> repartee. I didn't know she was a witch. Does, does, does she, she have warts? Does she fly on a broomstick? Does she? Does she make? Because you know, for some reason, the King of France has like a British accent, so to speak. Does she? Does she make love potions? You know, and then it's like, did you see any warts on her? Because I, I thought she, I thought witches were ugly. Yeah, I thought and, they were ugly. <laughs> Annabelle Wallace, you are far from ugly. Uh, no. Let me just say that again. Yes, you are far from ugly. You're a beautiful. For those woman. of you who haven't been listening, yeah, she can come back anytime. <laughs> Hey, someone has to be here to bring it down, okay? Yes, All yes. right. So, I do th- so there's a part in this episode that they we we're at now and I I made a really big note of this when we were writing it because Aramis essentially is talking to her before she goes to trial and he gives her the cross that the queen, the queen has given to her. I didn't even realize that until later. Irrelevant to the fact of that because there is a, a lot of background history with Aramis and his religion. And I was hoping at some point in this season they are going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. That they're going to give us that background episode of Aramis and where he finds religion and finds beauty in that. And that that's facing that that, that's the Aramis God that we and, know. Mm-hmm. You know, and the passion that he has, you know, for women and for life and for everything. And I'm waiting for that episode to come. Hopefully, this season it comes. If not, in next season they'll get that because that that to me was like a total hint 
at that part of yeah. his life and yeah, because he does – I mean, for someone – I mean, you've read the book, obviously. But for someone like me who hasn't, it's one of those things where you notice you, – you think, oh, maybe it's just the character. He's like a romantic kind of lovey-dovey philosophical guy. But at the same time, being in the time period that they're in and everything, it is fitting. very odd. Yes. Yes. And and he wasn't always that way. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping for that. And I, I like his line there that you know we all search for truth in different ways. Mm-hmm. Whether his is through religion or hers is through knowledge or whatever, they're both searching. You know, and that was a good moment. And it gets Aramis a little more, just a little more of Aramis. Yes. Which and then I, I love that the queen girled him, and she's like, "Is is she your lover?" Yeah, she's like very so jealous, jealous, and but trying not, to hold but, back. Being obvious of jealousy, like, uh, and then she apologizes immediately when he denies, and she seems very quick to believe him. Oh yeah, um, you know. Oh well, I, I'm just... Aramis has no reason to lie because the no. ladies just love him. He's Aramis, absolutely. Um, but he, you know, he says, "I just did it to comfort her." Yeah, he's like, and she's like, "I should have known better." I'm sorry because he he is the type of person who would just do that without any sort of. He didn't agenda. think he had no thought of the fact that it was from the queen. No, like, it didn't even cross his mind. I'm sure. So, cross his mind. I know. Cross? I, I uh, didn't do that on uh, purpose, but okay. I did. Yeah. Boom. So do you think, though, because we saw at the end of the episode, and I think they made a point to show it, that he got the cross back from her. He did. So do you think there's going to be something that's going to come up where he's going to have it and she's going to see it and they're going to comment on it? I mean, yeah, or it finds its way back to the queen somehow. I mean, I, I think well, that... No, I think the queen will see Aramis has it, because I'm sure if she noticed the fact that the Comtesse was wearing it, she notices the fact that Aramis is always wearing it. Yeah. Since, since but he does he, keep it more, definitely more. you can see like, the chain. I, mean, I guess, yeah. It's like it's a there. black string and then chain. Um, yeah, but... I don't know. I mean, it's it's hard to say. I think that's the, that 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 cross is significant in their relationship because that's really what started the whole hindrance of like seeing flirtatious, you know, actions behind them and everything. So like the cross is important. It, it definitely signifies something that I think we're going to see in future episodes where him and the queen hook up. So which I want to yes, happen. I do too. But at the same time, I know damn well that means he's going to die when he gets caught. So. Um, and I feel like anyway. I feel like the king is a better chance of getting killed than Aramis. So that's true. That's true. I mean, I will miss his jokes. Yeah, <laughs> I will miss his jokes and his big smile. Yes, but okay. So the trial. Trial. They have uh, the contest on trial, mm-hmm. and they're bringing in witnesses. And the first witness is Fleur. Mm-hmm. And well, first they ask. They say, "Listen, confess right now and save these girls from having to come up and even." be witnesses save them the trouble and just confess your sins and she's basically telling them off like you guys are idiots uh and not so many words and that you know i have done absolutely nothing wrong here mm-hmm. and this is this is so ridiculous and so they're like fine and then they call floor but no and uh, so with the poisoning stuff and all this is about to happen i thought and i made a note as i was watching this episode that she comes up and it looked like she put something in the cup of water the way, yeah because the way she held the cup and she grabbed the cup in a weird way that looked yeah, like she was dropping like something nobody in ever holds a cup listen like i watch game of thrones okay <laughs> i know what happens when someone gets poisoned and how it looks yeah okay Gross. that's all yeah purple anyway in the face <laughs> well anyway she tells her story her dad tells her not to lie and then Milady's called up on, you know, as her alias. Yeah, after after Floor sent away because Floor is basically trying too hard to um, protect her to protect to protect the contest and also you know and, and the Cardinal is starting to mix her words when she says she talked about our bodies and she's like what you meant she did indecent things leave it to the Cardinal to spin it in a negative way yeah but well then done, of, sir. but then of course being on that note after he dismisses her Milady picks off where the Cardinal left off trying to twist the words and saying that you know. Um, 
she's she's she i had potions she gave us potions and there were chants and and then next thing you know i wake up in a room and my clothes are missing which anything talking about the woman anatomy and anything in a sexual context in this day and age is just oh my god yeah and you're dead yeah you're dead you're burning at the stake yes. literally i mean yeah but this is cool though because athos sees her it's like such an intense out. moment because yeah. I was like, didn't he see her? Didn't he see her? And you're like, no, she no, just I, walked I, on by. Because I, I, I made a note of it as I was watching the episode. You saw Athos's face and he's facing forward and she walked right behind yep. him so that like he didn't see her until she was already talking. Because yes. I wondered if at what point they were going to cross paths again. And I wonder if he still even realizes about what happened you know, a few episodes back when she was at his house and set the house on fire. I and think, he was like drunk. Yeah. You know, and. If he remembered that she was really there, if he thought it was a dream. Well, I think now that he's seeing her, if anything, if it hasn't, if it's been put in the back of his mind because it's been so long ago by this point, I think th- that might have been part of the passion too is to feel like, oh my God, that actually happened. There you are. You weren't a figment of my imagination. You are still alive. Right. And, and, uh, that's where all that anger came from, just flipping out in front of the court like, she is a liar. That woman is not who she claims to be. And they had to restrain him because he was, is flipping the hell out, you know, yeah. which understandably so. Understandably so. Well, anyway, she's found guilty and is sentenced to death by the mm-hmm. cardinal. But luckily, the queen shows up just in time to say, you know what? You can find her guilty, but you may not kill her uh, by order of the king. Mm-hmm. And regardless of what you think, she will not be killed. Yes. So, but then the cardinal goes down, which is a big dramatic change. Well, well, he was about to like argue the queen, and but then all of a sudden he just. <laughs> And then starts choking, and he'd been poisoned. They give him some castor oil mm-hmm. and make I, I, essentially. I think that make him throw up. That's yes. what they're looking That's to do they, to get the yeah. poison out, yes. so that he doesn't die. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in this part, in his deathbed or a life bed, he, he wants Milady to get the confession yes. from her. He says, "Get the confession from her," and basically, and get the, they're going to take all our assets. This is where we learn about that part. Yes. They, they, goes, once they confiscate it. Yeah, she's not married, so there, there you go. Like, we'll get it. So, basically, then you know, and she does. Yeah, she does. Of course, she does. Because she threatens the to burn the, everyone. Yeah, well, wait, fine, we won't burn you. We'll just kill everyone else. Just kill all the girls in your salon and Your written confession, mind you. You know, and I love how you know she's claiming like, why do you hate me so much? She's like, you're just a victim of of uh, what was it, um, convenience or? Oh, I wrote it down, but. You know, just basically saying, yeah. oh, I, I have nothing against you. You're, oh, you're a victim of circumstance. And that's when she threatens the whole thing. And then, of course, bada bing, bada boom, she obviously boom. gets the written confession to the cardinal who says, all right, ready to peer. Pyre? Pyre. 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 Like a fire. Yes, a pyre. Word. All the French pronunciation is yes, the pyre. English. So the musketeers are now trying to figure out everything that's going on and see what they can do to save her. They go find the bag, which they get all the poison because all these people are just dying. Yeah. Basically, part of the poison got drank because he thought it was alcohol. The rest got spilled in the bag. Yeah. So they realized that the cardinal was poisoned by uh, Luca. Fa- Father Luca. Mm-hmm. Oh, Sestine. Man. Good old Father Luca. Man, you are, and apparently it's an old papal trick to like poison things and give them as gifts yes. so people touch them and then die. That's essentially, nice. they eat off, you know, they don't wash their hands. Because back then, nobody washed their, yeah, exactly. Ew. No one washed their Can hands. I get some hand sanitizer, please? It kills 99.9% <laughs> of all poisons and germs uh. and bugs. Uh, but he, basically, Father Luca realizes that this isn't going to work because they saved him just in time. Mm-hmm. And he tries to kill him the old-fashioned way with a knife to the throat. And good on the Cardinal good for on, ha- mustering the Capaldi. strength to, like, hold him back until the musketeers come around. And who shot him? Athos. Athos shot Athos him. Athos shot him. 
Apparently, Ugh. every musketeer has a crack shot on the run in the yeah. air while diving, rolling, and jumping through a window and flying off of a ledge. Times were hard back then. They had to be very accurate. Listen, have you anybody. ever shot a gun that's a current gun? No. Okay. Shooting BB current... gun? Any gun. Count? Any gun of a current day and age. A BB gun. Okay. So a current gun at this day and age is hard enough to shoot somebody in that same way that are accurate, yes. let alone guns from 300 years ago. Oh, no. Ago. I'm well aware of that. I couldn't shoot that damn Coke can my dad set up for me. This was like when I was like nine, so. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing how good they are at shooting these old muzzle-loading pistol guns. Yeah. But, you know, so only He's him. only a little bit late, according to the Cardinal. Yeah, which is hysterical because, of course, he has to get that little jab into the musketeer. Oh, even yeah. though they're saving him. Oh, yeah. Thanks for saving me, you jerk. It's about time. And then Athos begs the Cardinal. He goes, don't kill her. She says, you know, and then he has this. I almost thought that this was going to be the episode that turns the Cardinal around. Like, it can't be. He's He is the villain by all by sense all, of the terms. But right. I almost thought maybe it made him a little bit of a better of a person because he's just saying, you know, being that close to death makes me less wanting to set, be so eager to send somebody off to their doom. Yes. And well, after he saves them, he makes a comment about this. Like, my vision is now clearer than ever. Yes. I have a goal and I'm going to achieve you know, my I don't goal. care what the Pope says. I don't care what this person so says. The king, anyone. He's going to do what he's going to do because that's what the Cardinal clearly. does. Now the rain has fallen. No, now that the no. poison has been drunk. Yes. <laughs> so they save her. They rush in by order of the Pope. By the Pope. By the Cardinal. Uh, they knock her off the fire. I really was hoping, as I was saying when we were watching this, that uh, Athos would have picked the Comtesse up and carried her. Yeah. Like the wedding style. Like down the steps and saved her. Like that would have been, to me, just perfect. Yeah. Like so cute and yeah, but they don't. And then surprisingly, she forfeits all her stuff. Yes, which again, the cardinal wins because either way, he still wins in the Pope's eyes every time. Because now they have all her money, mm-hmm. but she's still alive, but nobody knows about it. And they send Lucas' ashes back in the box. Yes. Uh, next time you send a convoy here, don't. No, wasn't that they burned the knee? That was the ashes in the box. Oh, wasn't they? Uh, wasn't yes. the knee? It was a bone. You can't burn a bone like that. Yeah, yeah. you can. Okay. Fine. Is it, what do you think? With I people, thought it was just Lucas. They cremate people. I guess I thought it was Lucas. Uh, I think mm-hmm. they cremate them and leave the bone. Right? No, I think I think they what they, they, they mentioned is too? they burn the body to show proof that there is a body because back yeah. then they probably weren't comparing the you know the DNA the, 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 the CSI wasn't that extreme at this yes. point. Yes, so basically what it was is he he they burned the uh, Saint Anthony's knee and they sent it back saying so if he has any other ideas on uh, sending okay. me poison things this is what he'll get in return we'll burn them and send it back to him done yes done and done so do you think that Athos has a future with Comtes? Oh, no. I mean, to be honest, she's a great character, and it would be nice to see her again, but I think it was just that kind of mutual bonding between two people who are so capable of love, and yet they have good reasons for not wanting to ever be in love again. So Good. I'm glad you're done talking because I'm not listening anymore. I want to talk about the most important part yes! of this entire episode. Constance convinces uh, Bodine to let Floor do whatever she wants. She comes and thanks her and says, oh, I know it was the Comtesse, and D'Artagnan's Constance like, I know lets it go, and D'Artagnan knows and calls her on it, and then he tells her he loves her. He says, it's one of the many reasons why I know I love you. And then she's I like, mean, oh, God, it came out. Like, I said it out loud. It, because I respect you. And I, I mean, because you're a nice person, and you do things that are... Say it again. Because I respect you and admire no, you. No, the other part. I love you. I love you, too. Let's <gasps> make out. And then, like, the onion goes, the Oh, the candles go. And the, then they, I was waiting for bread. somebody to catch them. I know. I didn't... No, no. They say that... Say that for another episode. They're going to do it again and they're going to get caught. Yeah, probably. But Who's going to catch him though? One of the musketeers? Probably Aramis and he's not going to tell? Maybe. That's, it. That's, it. That's what I'm saying. You know what? I think we'll find out soon enough because we got to talk about predictions for next predictions. week. Predictions. 
And now, you're after Buzz TV. Okay, so in the preview, we saw a bunch of stuff about D'Artagnan and Milady, and basically that he's not a musketeer, and they need to get him over to the Cardinal's Guards, and they're trying to pay him off, and... He doesn't have his hat yet. He doesn't have a hat yet. He doesn't have a hat yet. I think that's episode 10. He's free game. Free for all. Uh, no. And it's affecting them, because they know that D'Artagnan can be the greatest musketeer of them all. Yes, because he shows a lot of wit and merit, and the other guys are trying to say, look, they're not even paying you yet. You're not even officially a musketeer, and... and here's, here's 31 lira. Yeah, but... I think it's interesting that Milady is so seems so involved in that episode. You wouldn't think that she would be in such a D'Artagnan focused episode, I guess. Well, they have a background because it hooked up in that one episode. Oh God, that's right. So, I forgot about that. Don't forget about that. Yeah. So and in and in the thing is too is that they still don't have any idea of her connection with Athos, or yet they they don't. Yeah, there's a weird, but yeah. Yeah. So what do you think's gonna happen? I need a prediction. Oh, God. Uh, I think D'Artagnan might earn a little bit more respect on the Musketeers. Maybe maybe he'll get promoted to a Musketeer? I don't Not know yet. if that's too, too soon. soon. Episode 10 is my prediction for the Musketeer promotion. With a hat. With the hat. Better get a hat. They'll end the season with him getting a hat. Oh, good. Um, yeah, I just, I want more of Milady and Athos to come, uh, I want them to come across each other more. I want the other Musketeers to find out more about her because I think that's important for the story development to figure out. I think, I think D'Artagnan finds out next week yes. about Milady and Athos. Yeah, at least D'Artagnan will find out. At least D'Artagnan will find out. And I hope that he makes out more with Constance. And I hope that Constance and him make out more too. Yes. And I hope Aramis and the Queen finally do something. Yes, or at least hold hands or something. Hey, Lizard Maui, where can we find out more about you? Hey, uh, you know, if you really want to know, you can find me at Twitter, on Instagram, at Lizzie Maui. That's at L-I-Z-Z-Y-M-A-W-Y. You can also find me on earlier panels on Sunday nights, such as Sword Art Online and uh, The Legend of Korra. And you can find me on Thursdays on Dominion Panel. How do you spell that at Lizzie Maui thing? A-T? At or is it the at symbol? No, I'm sorry. It's the at symbol. Uh, I know. I'm just giving I'm her tired. time. Uh, it's been a long day. It's Sunday. We love you guys here. Uh, you can find me at RyanHooks92 on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat. Big Brother on Thursdays. And starting next week, uh, The Outlander on what? Stars. Yeah. Getting in the romance and the Scottish Highlands. But until then, we will be back next week. The whole gang will be here next week. Yell Teagle, Kate Alcalano, we miss you. We'll see we you soon. For the Maui, I'm Ryan Hooks. We will catch you next week for episode number eight. What? Let's BBC America. Peace out. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. Hey, buzz you later. There it is. Buzz you later. 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 The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.